Seated, please. I want to invite all of our kids who normally contribute to our Oasis program to come on up and they're going to join me on stage. Instead of you making your contributions and going to class today, I want you to come and sit up here with me on the stage this morning and we're going to do Oasis in a few minutes. So just hold on to your money until the end of the sermon. Come on up and have a seat. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, guys. Come on up. Have a seat. You're going to get to sit with me up here today. Thank you. We'll do that in a minute. Okay, let's have a seat. Everybody just sit right here on the ground. Right here. Okay, perfect. So you can look at me if you want to. You can look at your mom and dad if you want to. But this morning, we're going to talk about Jesus and him being born. I feel like I'm talking to the back of your heads. Hey, Austin, turn around look at me. Look at me. I feel better now. Thanks, guys. You look good. You look really good. So how many of you know when Jesus was born? When was he born? A long time ago? A long time ago. So do you know why he was born? To save us. To save, to come to save us from our sins. That's exactly right. The coolest thing about Jesus being born is all of the things that happened before he was born. Because there was a lot of stuff going on in the world. There have been hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus was born that the children of Israel, they really didn't hear from God. He was kind of silent for a long time. Hundreds of years. They hadn't heard from him. No prophets. Nobody really saying much. And then there was this anxious anticipation. Do you know what those words mean? <laughs> Nobody. Perfect. It means that they were super, super excited. How many of you are anxiously awaiting Christmas morning when someone's showing up at your house with presents? Even a few of you in the audience. Cool. So, see, the reality is the whole world around Jerusalem and Bethlehem, they were waiting for the Messiah. They didn't know it was Jesus, but they were waiting for him. And they knew, they just knew, they just had this sense about them, something special was happening. And then the angel. Do you remember the angel's name that spoke to Mary and Joseph? Do you remember his name? Gabriel. Gabriel. Thank you. Exactly. So Gabriel shows up. How many of you have ever seen an angel? I haven't seen an angel, but I think if I saw an angel, I'd be scared to death. Because every time angels were seen in the Bible, people were like freaking out. They were afraid and they were scared. And so this angel shows up to Mary and he says, hey. Well, he didn't really say hey. But he said, Mary, he said, you have been, you're, you're the one that God has chosen. And you are the special young lady who is going to be the mother of a baby. And you're going to name him Jesus. And he is going to be the savior of the world. Now, can you imagine if your mom came home like tomorrow night and said, hey, guys, guess what? I'm going to have another baby and he's going to be the savior of the world. How would you feel about that? That'd be a little strange. Yes. A little bit? You would especially, yeah. It's a little hard to imagine that she's going to be the mother 
of the most important baby in all of history. Well, she wasn't alone in this thing because this guy named Joseph, who was going to be her husband, they were engaged to be married. They were going to live happily ever after and have a whole bunch of kids because that's just what families did back then, like seven or eight or 12. And so Joseph gets a visit by Gabriel too. He says, hey, guess what? You're going to be a father, but you're really not the father because God is the father, the Holy Spirit's the father, but you're going to be married to this woman who's going to have this baby named Jesus, and I need you to be cool with that. It's not exactly what he said, but it's close. And so Joseph is like, what am I going to do? I can't just turn my wife out because she's pregnant because we're supposed to be married, and that's just a little weird. So he says, you know what? I'm going to take her, and she's going to be my wife today. And so he took Mary, and they started living together, and they were husbands and wives. And you know what happened? This guy named Caesar, he decides that he wants to hear from all the people in town, and he decides to have a census. And so everyone has to go to their hometown, because that's just kind of what they did. When we vote in our country, we go to the schools, right? And we vote there. We go to some public place, a library, and we vote. Well, they weren't voting, but they were going to count the heads because they could tax people. And so they go back to Bethlehem. And on the way to Bethlehem, Mary decides it's time to have a baby. And it's in the middle of the night. And there's no room in the inn. Have you ever spent the night in a hotel? Have you ever driven up to a hotel and your dad goes in and he checks to see if there's room and he comes back out and he says, honey, there's no rooms. Has that ever happened in your life? It's happened to me once. My wife was not happy with me. <laughs> she wasn't happy at all because we had two kids in the back seat that were screaming and yelling and they were ready to go to bed and we had no room. And so there was no room in the motel, the inn as they called it back then. So Joseph doing the only thing that he had left to do he was able to find the space in a manger. Do you know what a manger is? You know what, it, what is that? What is it? It's like a place where like um, horses and stuff and cattle eat. Yeah, it's like where animals eat, right? Like sheep and goats and cattle and horses and donkeys and all that. That's what, it's, it's where livestock are kept for the night. And so there's no room in the hotel, there's no room in the inn, so Joseph, he puts Mary up with the horses. Now, can you imagine... Think about this a minute. You're traveling with your mom and dad on vacation and you show up in this town and there's nowhere to stay and your dad says, hey, let's go stay in the barn. <laughs> How would you like that? Now, you might like it, but your mother wouldn't like it, trust me. She would be very upset. She does not want to sleep in, I almost said horse manure, but I mean, she wouldn't want to sleep where it smells like horse manure and cow manure. It just smells in a barn. But that's where Joseph and Mary were. And then, it happens. It happens. It's time for Jesus to be born. And it gets very quiet. And the animals lay down. And the sheep and the lambs and the cows and the donkeys lay down, and they're quiet. And there's a song that we sing about that night called Silent Night. Can you guys sing that for us? Yes. Let's do it.
But that wasn't all the story. There's more. Because other things happened that night. There's some guys out in the fields, and they're shepherds. And they're just tending to their flocks. They're just doing what they do. They're, they're kind of watching in the middle of the night, making sure the wolves wouldn't come in and eat the sheep, and making sure the sheep had somewhere to sleep and something to eat and plenty to drink. And they're just doing their thing like they always do. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, these angels show up start to pronounce that Jesus, the Messiah, has been born. And they pronounce glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And these shepherds are like going nuts. They're like, where do these angels come from? And what does this mean? And, and what, is this, what is this baby called Jesus? And what is this, this glory to God in the highest? What is all of that? And then they realize that something has happened in Bethlehem. And they decide to go into town because they want to see this little guy. Because how many of you have ever seen Jesus? I mean, seen pictures of him, right? But they were going to see the real guy. And so they decided to go into town. So when the angels had left him, they said, let's go into Bethlehem and let's see this thing that's happened that the Lord has told us about. And so they went into town. And they search and they ask and they say, hey, have you seen, have you heard of a baby being born? And what happens when babies are born? What do they do? Cry. They cry. Yes, of course, they cry. And so I imagine that Jesus is probably the only baby born on this night in this city, especially the only one born in a manger. And so they listen and they listen and they listen. And finally they hear the little baby crying. And they come in there. And they come into the manger and they find Joseph and they find Mary and they find the baby Jesus and he's lying in the manger and they see him wrapped in the swaddling clothes and then they realize that they're before the Son of God. And it's amazing. We sing a song about that. You remember the song, Away in a Manger? You remember that song? Can you sing it? Yes. Let's do it. Let's sing it now.
this story still is known because there's more. There are these guys called Magi. We call them the three wise men because it's just easier because they had three gifts that they brought. You remember what gifts they were? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's right. So there's this huge bright star that's been shining over Bethlehem and over that part of the world where Jesus has been born. And these magi who live way, way off in another country, far, far away, have seen the star. And they're like, what is this amazing star? And so they decide, you know what, we're going to go see. We're going to go see what's happening over there because this never happens in all of the history of the world. We never have these kinds of stars that just show up. And so we're going to go see what's happening. And so they travel and they go to Jerusalem. They go to Bethlehem and they find Nazareth and they look for this little baby Jesus and they find him. And when they find him, they're amazed. They're absolutely amazed. And they come before him. And they saw the child, Jesus, with his mother Mary. And the natural response, the thing that they just had to do because they couldn't help but do it, was that they wanted to give a present to Jesus. And so they came to him and they came to Mary and they laid three gifts before him and they presented their treasures and their presents and they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And so every Sunday when you come here to this church, we give you the opportunity to give a gift and you give a gift every Sunday. Did you know that? We call it Oasis. And that's what this little basket is for. And every week when you come, you get to give a gift. Just like the three magi, the magi, the wise men came and gave gifts to Jesus. We get to do that. And we take this and we share it with the children who are down in Mexico at Oasis. And they love you for it. This week, this last week, we took down enough presents because of the money that you gave and because of the gifts that you packaged and because of all the things that you've done and we gave presents to over 160 children. That's pretty cool. That's because Jesus lives in you. That's because Jesus lives in all of us. And because of the love of Christ that lives in us, we share. And so I want to give you this opportunity to share. Pass the basket around. If you haven't already put your money in it, put your money in for the Oasis offering. And then we're going to sing one more song and lead the church in this song. And I think the song is Joy to the World. Because truly, truly, there is great joy in our hearts because of what Jesus has done for us. And so I want all of you who are up here on stage with me to stand up and we're going to lead the church. I'm going to invite the church to stand as we all sing this song, Joy to the World. And then after we sing this song, the kids have one more song that they want to sing for you. Joy to the world, the Lord is found. Repeat, 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 
the sounding joy. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glory of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. Now, there's one more song that the kids want to share with you as we close out our service, and we just want you to enjoy this. If you want to sing along with them, you can, but we especially want you to pay close attention to these kids because they have some theatrics that go with this that will help bring on the spirit of the day. Thank you for being here with us this morning. Wish you a Merry Christmas Eve. Wish you a Merry Christmas Eve. Wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. With tidings we bring to you and your King. With tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now bring us a Join us next Sunday as we celebrate the new year that's coming our way. We invite you to be with us next week. We'll be talking about New Year's resolutions. All of us need to make at least 72. Let me lead us in a prayer as we're dismissed. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you so much for these children that shared their lives with us this morning and spent some time practicing and rehearsing to tell us the story of Jesus and his birth. Father, we thank you for this church what it means in this community. Truly, Father, as we leave this place, may we take the spirit of Christmas with us. May we take the joy of the season in our hearts. And may we share that with so many, many others that we see this week. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen.